0: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to Locked On 49ers Wednesday edition. You, will, you know what that means. Brian Peacock, Eric Crocker, we are joined by Nick Winkler on another winky Wednesday, get his take. He's the voice of the fan, and I think fans are turning on Kyle Shanahan right now, so let's see what Wink has to say about that, his thoughts on Trey Lance's first start, and we are going to dive deep into the substantial Lockdown 49ers mailbag today. You can always hit Croc and I at BDP Peacock on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker. You can email. The emails always get too long, but you can always email us as well, on 49 ers at gmail.com. And now let's bring on today's guest,
0: Nicholas Winkler. Come on down.
1: Nick, what's happening, my man? Uh, how you feeling about the 49ers losing streak right now? Two and three on the season, three games back of the Cardinals, who are now uh, atop the entire NFL as far as their record goes. The only unbeaten there is. What do you think about Trey Lance's start? And are, are you jumping off the Kyle Shanahan bandwagon as some fans are right now? I'm
0: definitely still on the bandwagon, but I've I've moved like towards the back of the wagon. You you're, you're not it's driving like,
1: it anymore, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not up front anymore. I'm not out here saying it's not Kyle's fault at all because you know there were there were some questionable play calling in that game, uh, some questionable decisions that he made. Although again, I'm not going to put it all on Kyle. I can't. I mean, the offensive line played terribly. Um, it's it's hard, you know, when you got a guy who you don't you don't a rookie quarterback who's mobile. You don't know what he's going to do back there. So there's a lot of question marks there. Um, he took way too many hits, like too, way too many runs. Like there was – the defense played great. I, I really liked watching the defense play against Kyler Murray because for so many years it's been chasing around Russell Wilson, ch- now chasing around Kyler Murray for a couple of years, and they really contained him and kept – you know, they they could have won that football game. That was a winnable football game, and, and they just they didn't get enough big plays. I, I really question all the fourth down calls early in the game, like get some points on the board. Give your – rookie quarterback you know I get it you're trying to go for the throat you know you're trying to give him that huge momentum but give him a little bit you know if you you get one or two field goals earlier in that game the whole football game looks different in the second half so I'm not off the bandwagon yet I still think Kyle you know I think you got two weeks here you got a very winnable game against Indianapolis coming out I I think if you make the right decisions you maybe get a little bit healthier Uh, I think I think you come out
1: you come out strong a couple of notes on play calling, too. Uh, I, I just watched, before we recorded, uh, J.T. O'Sullivan, friend of the program, he does really good film breakdowns, especially on quarterbacks, and he does the, the quarterback school. Um, he did a, a Trey Lance film room episode. And oh, no. there was a couple of things that he noticed in his trained eye that I didn't see that were really interesting. That goal line fourth down play that Trey Lance got stopped. A lot of folks were talking about, you know, maybe if there's somewhere for him to throw the ball, and he said he he thinks the number one read on that play was Kyle Juicecheck, but Juice got hung up. He comes from the left side. He's sort of mm-hmm. um you know, like H back on the left side of like the across formation. Across the middle, he was supposed to come back behind the line of scrimmage and do sort of a shallow, um, a shallow route into the flats, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of behind where. Mitchell goes, and Mitchell was the clear out as the first one that goes through. But Juice gets hung up and gets hit by Mac, who got like pushed back on the line of scrimmage, so he didn't get there in his route. And he thinks that's where the ball was designed oh. to go as the number one. And you see Trey, Trey Lance kind of looking a little bit towards his back and not really looking right. at Mitchell as his number one read. Then that's when he notices that, and he's not going to get there. That's when he takes off and runs. And I didn't see that. that. Could and, be that. Yeah.
2: Remember what you yeah. said? You're like he hesitated a little bit. Yeah, that and he hesitates be before he, he runs
0: interesting so okay that, that makes that, a lot of sense
1: that was a, a big one and the other juice play when he snuck in there Ooh. and did the, the quarterback sneak right and Kyle Shanahan talked about how there was two things on that play uh and it was great by JTO O'Sullivan because I don't think he knows that Kyle Shanahan said there was another option for them on that play and you see it because uh Trent Williams the left tackle starts to pull left away from that play I think the second part of that play that Juice or Mac and I think they said today maybe Alex Mack was the one that made that decision to snap it, or I don't know, there was some confusion there. They should have used option number two. They should have taken door number two on that play, which was I think Juice was going to pitch it back to Trey Lance mm. to the left, and that was pretty wide open. So that would have been a crazy wrinkle to see Ooh. on that play. And and I would did have Trey Lance go left? Bit. Trey yeah. Lance did start to go left and Trent Williams starts to pull left too. And you could see how something could have developed out there. And, and maybe, maybe it was for Lance to throw, maybe it was for Lance to run. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan's not going to tell us that information. They may want to keep that in their back pocket, but clearly there was something else there. And I think that I think JTO Sullivan, shout out to JTO for nailing that one. Hey, JTO
2: Sullivan is like when it comes to quarterback play, obviously I listen to Greg Pinelli, my mm-hmm. guy Greg. Yeah. But JTO Sullivan, aside from Greg, he, he's the best out. There's no like. He doesn't care. He doesn't have any biasness towards any team. But he, you know, obviously played in a bunch of different schemes and he has a bunch of different, you know, just knowledge and understanding of concepts. I'm not listening to any random people talk about quarterback play. He's the guy that I go to when I want to know anything about any prospects, And he's he's usually pretty good. He was the first one that I saw start to question Zach Wilson. Hadn't heard anybody else. And he's like, well, this really just looks like he's just – throwing the ball up like there's it's not like a skill like he was he was kind of one of the first people to be kind of critical I guess I don't want to call it critical but just I don't think he's quite what y'all think he is
1: yeah and I think in the draft process yeah he was surprised that he was just the slam dunk number two pick and he JTO Sullivan thought it should have been um Justin Fields like yeah, 1A, 1B a with Trevor Lawrence, and I think he had mm-hmm. Fields 1, and he's like, well, the, the guy they should be looking at is Justin Fields. Why is it so easy that it's boom, 1-2 in the draft, and it's Lawrence, and it's Wilson? And you're not talking about these other guys. And especially Fields was was his guy because he was just wowed by some of the throws he could make. And maybe that's a guy who couldn't make those types of throws that gets more wowed by it. But uh, JTO Sullivan is so good, right? Because he knows the concepts from the quarterback room. He knows all these concepts. Right. He knows, like, oh, this, is, this should have been the one on this play. Most likely this is how they teach it. This is a clear out route. This does this. And this works with this. And every team runs this concept with this and this. And this looks like a wrinkle here where this guy does this instead of that. So it's really cool to watch him do that and go through those film rooms. So uh, I yeah. do... Uh, suggest everybody go check out JT O'Sullivan's QB school on YouTube it's really fun and i mean there's 30 minutes worth of breaking down some Trey Lance too today which is which was awesome to see how about this one offensive line you mentioned it there a little bit wink Uh, Are you down Mm. on the 49ers O-line, especially that right side? And I've gotten multiple people asking about it. We've kind of talked about how the line was bad in passing, but we've talked so much about Trey Lance, and I'll move on from that subject for a moment. Uh, There might be some more questions about it, but um, I'll use David's question here, even though a bunch of people were asking about it, and, and fans have been crushing Mike McGlinchey for a while. But he says, well, why is no one talking about how terrible the offensive line has been this season? Arizona was their worst game with Brunskill getting under 20 as a PFF grade. That's like a traffic cone score for blocking. No way Lance could take deep shots when there's no time. So, and that's, I think that is a big part of why, and JTO Sullivan showed some plays where there was guys open, and and, you know maybe he was a little skittish and getting out of there too early, Trey Lance was, but there were definitely plays where um, he didn't have time to do much, and the offensive line was getting blown up, and protections were, were bad, or you had a free runner here or there um and especially on the right side Brunskill and Mike McGlinchy just they had bad games there's no two ways about it right wink
0: yeah i mean they didn't want to go with Brunskill this year you know they they spent an early draft pick to get a guy to replace Brunskill and it didn't work out you know and he's not he's not ready yet so yeah we didn't expect much out of Brunskill he's kind of proving that that's why they went out and spent a high draft pick to bring in a guy Mac has been huge disappointment in the middle of the the line there as well. And, and McGlinchey is kind of what we thought he was, right? I mean, he's a good run blocker. and, and That's about it. Lincoln Tomlinson showing up again. You know, he's, he's putting up solid numbers every week. Williams had a, an up and down day there on the left side. But maybe the shoulder had a little something to do with it. Maybe, you know, the guy he was going up against was pretty good. Um, but all in all, yeah, you, you've really got to be disappointed with the way the line uh, handled itself. I, I like the way Trey Lance handled himself. Back there, you said he was skittish, and yeah, after you get hit so many times, you get a little worried back there, right? But he was stepping up, he was moving out, he was rolling. He looked like the kind of quarterback we thought he was.
1: It didn't. Uh, My, I I just want to say, yeah, it didn't look like he was. super hesitant or anything no. like that it was just rookie mistakes where okay just stand strong there in the pocket hit your back foot and hit this read because it's wide open don't run out of there don't bail too soon or anything like that but I mean there's yeah. so many plays where it was blown up where he, you know he had to feel pressure because it was there and guys were getting blown up and part of it is they had a, they have a hall of fame guy in in JJ Watt that was really screwing things right. up for the 49ers and I, I think we talked about that a little bit right Croc where in the end, you look at that Arizona roster and their big players made big plays, you know, J.J. Watt. And at the end, they're like, ah, well, we've got this guy in, in DeAndre Hopkins. And even when he's covered, he's open. So let's throw it to him. And, you know, they, they won the game because of their their big time players making big time plays.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've seen that story before with the 49ers, right? A QB just doing some miraculous stuff, giving this guy a chance to catch the ball and his guy, uh, an elite guy, ends up making the play uh whether it was in the Super Bowl on that Wasp play or whatever it was, or you know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Now it just happens to be Kyler Murray and just this spectacular receiver in Devontae or excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins. So it's tough. 49ers, they need their guys to kind of step up and make those type of plays. I feel like Debo's kind of been that they high. did. Yeah. 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 Now now they need their quarterback to be able to kind of get to that point where he's playing a little freer and, and, and talking about J.T.L. Sullivan and saying, well, a little moments where he thought that, you know, there were opportunities to take shots. That comes when he gets more comfortable. And people wondered, well, I thought, you know, with, with Trey Lance, we were supposed to see more deep shots. The more comfortable he gets back there and with what he's seen, the more he, he'll start to, you know, really throw that ball downfield. Same thing we saw with Justin Fields. First game, extremely skittish, took nine sacks. Next game that he started against the Detroit Lions, Throwing the ball all over the field, throwing them downfield, taking shots, throwing these tight window throws. The more comfortable you get, the more you start to throw those passes.
1: And he needs to get a little bit of help from his offensive line, from his coordinator, from, uh, you know, Muhammad Sanu dropping a great third down pass, too. So, you know, you can't put it all on the quarterback when you see the results.
0: Ugly ball on that, though. He threw quite a few ugly balls out there, too. They he showed did. the slow mo replays of some of those passes, and they're super wobbly, man. That- that one was
2: more wobbly than I, I always say. Like if you if you slow down, a lot of <laughs> quarterbacks throwing passes, you right. see some wobble to the ball. Like you know, that was a big one. A tight throw, that was a big one. But even then, it I felt like that wasn't one of his missiles that he typically throws. Right. So you no, know, just catch the ball. He put it in the and right spot. Your hands, yeah. Catch the ball.
1: Yeah, it hit him in the hands. So um, Lance does have some wobblers, and there's obviously some things that that he's going to work on. It was his first NFL start. He's got a, he's a young guy with a, a big career ahead of him, and uh, I think it was uh, I think he passed I think he passed the test in yeah. his first NFL start. Let's get into some more of these listener questions next. There's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast, you are somebody who drives in their car and gets gas and if that is you then you got to check out the get upside app listeners are making up to 25 cents on every gallon of gas every time they fill up after downloading the get upside app just download the free app promo code touchdown and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up so that's 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up don't pay full price at the pump Anymore, get cash back using GetUpside. It's super easy. Use the app. It tells you which gas stations nearby are partners. Fill her up. Cash back on those gallons of gas. It's super simple and a win-win for everybody. Just use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that extra $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. You cash out anytime you want, bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code Touchdown. Guys, we talked about the playmakers there. Debo is is Debo the guy at receiver? Is it gonna be IU? Should Kittle be that guy? I'm trying to figure out. Like, do the 49ers have the guy where like, wait, well, hey, we need this one guy to make a play can that guy make a play on the other end? Mm. Like we've seen with Devontae. You don't have to even be at Devontae Adams level or even – DeAndre Hopkins level but it seems like the 49ers are are a little further away than I expected even though I like Debo and I like what he's doing right now the hope was that it was going to be Iuke and and Kittle were going to be those guys and then Debo was still going to be this version of Debo but he'd be the number three behind those guys and he's the only guy now on offense Um, and and at running back I think they might have found somebody right Wink you were talking about that off the air Elijah Mitchell he doesn't look too bad there at running back Yeah,
0: it looks like he's got good vision. He's got good speed. He's got that one step and then the burst, which is really, you know, a great thing to have in the Kyle Shanahan scheme that we've seen over the years, which is, you know, kind of why Mostert did did so well uh, in this scheme. But, yeah, I mean, you could see how how much different it looks with him in there as opposed to with Sermon in there. Like, I just you just really like Eli. I think that, you know, if Elijah Mitchell can get some more steps, stay healthy, I think you're going to see a superstar there, man. He's got some skills.
1: Yeah, I like him in in Shanahan's offense.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I was a little critical of him, you know. His first game, I I thought like people were like, oh, you know, he's he's so great because he had the big run against Detroit, and I thought that, right. that was maybe one of the, you know, only carries where he had like legitimate, you know, positive yardage. But this game, I was blown away. I made that was probably the first note that I made. Like, okay, mm. Mitchell, he's he's running the ball. He's looking comfortable. He looks legit. And maybe it could be, you know, everybody's having these like first game jitters. He he missed pretty much all of training camp and and preseason, right. he missed games. You know, remember he had the injuries and he came back and he, he's fumbling and, you know, running the wrong – going the wrong way and all those things he had to deal with. Gets into the game, gets the Lions, has some big carries. Not so good against uh the Eagles that kind of were crowding the box a little bit. But this game, thought he was terrific. Hopefully he doesn't miss any more time.
1: You mentioned something yeah, there, you- Croc. Sorry, I, I just – the – um. There was numerous times in this game, and I think just the the offense playing at a cohesive as a cohesive unit with Trey Lance. I think maybe that's one of the things that, and maybe one of the delays of getting Trey Lance in there for Kyle Shanahan is it's you know the, there'll be like a play fake and Lance is going left, running back is going right. It's like and, you know, and it feels like the offensive line doesn't really do a great job of blocking for a mobile quarterback. And there was definitely one play uh, that JTO O'Sullivan showed. Uh, that I didn't realize how much of a sack that Trey Lance ran into. It was one of the Zach Allen sacks, you know, when he was doing the dance after the after the play. And it was a perfect pocket. And throw the ball, you know, stay in the pocket. He bolted when he didn't need to, ran right into the sack. So that one you can't really blame on the offensive line. Um, but the offensive line did play bad overall. But uh, there's just a lack of cohesion which is another reason why you probably need Lance to play more he needs the starters reps in practice he needs to be on the Mm -hmm. field offensive line will block better for him understand where he's going to be understand the angles and, and how things are with an athletic quarterback that might be moving out of the pocket a little bit more behind them and just getting more reps with the the receivers and knowing route depths and anticipation on throws and you know faking handoffs to the right side with the running back and those types of of little things that we don't really think about we think about you know just the offense and throwing passes and the wide receiver uh, quarterback relationship, but there's a lot more to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, another thing, too, before we get off of Debo Samuel too far, um, he is that guy. I mean, he, he's shown it in the passing game. And who is in the backfield, you know, taking the handoff in a crucial moment in the game as they get close to the, you know, in the red zone close to, the, to scoring a touchdown is Debo. You know, you, you want to get that, the ball in that guy's hand as much as possible. As long as he stays healthy, I mean, it, whew, man, he could he could be the, the heartbeat of that 49ers offense for sure.
2: Clutch catches all of yeah. the uh, clutch clutch plays. You know, we saw that ball where, you know, Trey Lance threw that rocket. 25 yards. I thought that was one of his best throws. 25 yards on the line, mm. right over the outstretched hand of the defender. Beautiful. And the way Debo jumped up in the air, plucked that ball out the air. I was like, okay, okay. Now, can you just not drop the easy slant route? But, <laughs> you know, be more consistent with those type of things. Right. So the numbers look good, but – uh I I I've been impressed with what I've seen from him not just from a numbers standpoint but just how they how they have utilized him and the plays that he's been able to make.
1: Croc, mm-hmm. putting on your GM cap, do you think the 49ers are in a good spot there as far as their offensive playmakers? Even though the offense hasn't shown it quite yet, Debo being a guy, he you know, he's developing into like a dude dude Maybe IU's the two. Uh, you got Kittle in there, a little bit of a running game with your young quarterback. Do you think they just stay the course, keep developing their own guys? Or are you out there hunting for a big fish in the offseason?
2: No, I, I, I really think if IU can just come on and be that – I mean, can you just be Kendrick Bourne, right? Because he has more ability, but just a guy that gets three to four catches a game. Like, we're not even what we were expecting to see, which was probably like six or seven catches or, you know, in that area. Mm-hmm. But can you get like three or four catches? If you can be consistent with that and kind of come along – then I think we'll be fine because Debo is still going to be a high volume guy and George Kittle clearly is. So if I could just, you know, just bring that little extra something, I think they're just fine with at least those three targets and then one more guy to be like, you know, a fourth or fifth option. Maybe Jaden Hurd. I don't know. <laughs> I'm playing.
0: He's still in the roster. The roster. The I know.
1: I can't believe the they haven't given up on him yet. Like that, if he's not ready to play yet, I don't know Oof. how you could expect him to ever be ready to play. It's crazy. Right. Maybe we see him after the bye week, guys. Maybe. <laughs> it might be Sudfeld, and who knows? Uh, I have no idea what's going on after the bye. This is going to be an interesting couple of weeks here to see. Uh, it's going to be a race, basically, to see who gets back and gets passed by. Uh, the, you know, Gets the physical and gets passed first and ready to play between Jimmy G and, uh, and Trey Lance. Although, God, I still have a feeling it's going to be Jimmy G no matter what. If he can play. He'll be the starter against the Colts. It's just the way I feel this thing's gonna go. Um, one more note on the offensive line. I totally forgot about this play. McGlinchey was obviously frustrated, and fans are really on McGlinchey right now. As they should be. He, he should be playing better as a top 10 pick and, and someone mm-hmm. who's um, you know, basically gotten no they basically gave him that. It's, it's funny because like Iukes going through all this stuff, Mike McGlinchy hasn't played as well as Iuke had last year, and he's like Unquestioned it's like oh McGlinchy is the right Tackle forever like why Would we ever question That he's as bad as he plays it, You know so that's sort Of an oddball thing to Me that it doesn't seem Like there's any pressure From inside the Organization for him to Play better um, but there Was one play toward the End of the game after he Had been flagged after he Had been beaten uh, multiple Times there was a play Where I think it was in The fourth quarter and Trey Lance rolled right And McGlinchy basically I think he had um, Chandler Jones he's blocking Chandler Jones and essentially, once Lance started to roll out, McGlinchy just went like this and, like, let him go and put his hands up in the air. And I don't know if he's looking at the ref, like, to say that there was a penalty on – there should have been a flag thrown on, on Chandler Jones or if he was just frustrated because, oh, there goes my quarterback, he's – He's rolling out again, and I don't know how to block for this. Or, or he was like saying it to the ref. He's like, "Look, I'm not holding because yeah. the angles changed and the the, the, the the pass rush went this way. I'm not holding on." But he definitely like it was demonstrably doing something of you know basically being frustrated out there, and you could really sense the frustration at the end of the game from a lot of the penalties and and uh, the offensive line. And Mike McGlinchey had talked about how he was in a bad headspace last year. Don't want to see him get back there and, and be even worse than he's performed so far.
0: Yeah, I think you said it right. I, I think that, you know, it's just like when your kid comes down, and they got their hand in the cookie jar and you catch him, it's like hand straight up. It wasn't me. I didn't I didn't take a cookie. Like he was clearly holding. I was like, nope, I wasn't holding. It wasn't, I didn't do it.
1: Oh, that's funny. All right. Let's finish this up. We got a lot more questions to get to on this Winky Wednesday edition of Lockdown on 49ers. Now is the time to grab yourself a box of Built Bars at Built.com and get 15% off your first box while doing it with promo code LOCKED15. They brought back the Marshmallow Puff flavors recently. They're always bringing in new and fun flavors, and the bottom line is it tastes good and it's healthy. That's the only reason you need to be going to Built.com. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Uh, Maybe you want a little bit more protein, you can get up to 18 grams of protein in some flavors, like the peanut butter, which is my favorite, but there's a ton of great flavors, all covered in delicious 100% protein. Chocolate, the nine original flavors, a bunch of new flavors. I think they got 18 flavors up there. You can build your own box and mix and match flavors. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Speaking of frustration, sensing some frustration from uh, a listener from Denmark. Shout out to all our listeners in Denmark, by the way. Maz says, Hey BD Peacock, stop crying about having to set an alarm to watch NFL games. In London, in Denmark, the late NFL games are on at 2:20 a.m. That was 2:20 wow. a.m. exclamation point! And I gotta say, guys, I'd rather watch a football game at 2:20 a.m. than 6:30 a.m. But that's just me <laughs> being an extreme night owl. Especially in my days when I was bartending, like earlier on, I literally 10 a.m. is too early. It's like, man, I'm. Yeah maybe maybe rolling out of bed for the 10 a.m. kickoff. Whereas if there's a game on at midnight or 2 a.m., I'd be all about it. Get off work, go watch a football game and wind down, then go to bed before the sun comes up. That's my speed right there. So, Maz, um, speaking about crying about something, give me 220 a.m. over (laughs) 6.30 a.m. any day. (laughs) Right there with you.
2: I actually prefer the morning. I I like the morning games. But I'm I'm an early bird,
0: so I'm up at 6 a.m. regardless.
1: Oof, not me. I wanted to be. I wanted yeah, to get up at 6 a.m. I have to set an but...
0: alarm on my days off on Sundays for the 10 a.m. game. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the way it used to be for me, for sure. Now my son doesn't allow it, so I am up much earlier than I want to be I'm, in most I'm, cases. I'm
2: central but... time. I'm central time, so <laughs> games right. start at noon. Oh, yeah, you're good. You can go to church and not feel bad about, you know, you f- wanting to watch football.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and when I was in Stockton, don't ask me to come to church. Games yeah. come on at 10 a.m.
0: 10 a.m., come on.
1: <laughs> no church in the <laughs> Sorry. fall.
2: <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs>
1: Uh, he has 16 rings. Marquee. All right. <laughs> this one from Juice TD Count 49ers Barbecue Lover. He always changes his name, but this is the 49ers Barbecue Lover. A 49ers Barbecue Lover. There's a lot of 49ers Barbecue I was say, I'm a Barbecue there. Lover.
2: Yeah. I have a question. Hold on, real quick. Yeah. So, do you guys call, like, when you go to get on the grill, Do you call it barbecuing? Like, okay, I'm going to barbecue, even if you're not using barbecue? Or do you call it, like, I'm going to go grill?
1: I try to call it grilling because I know that's what it's supposed to be because barbecue is actually something different. But all growing up and a lot of folks in California, they consider the grill the barbecue. It's like you're grilling, you're barbecuing, but barbecue is something completely different than firing up the grill and putting some steak on top.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So out here, I've I've been kind of teased about that because I just call everything barbecue. Like oh yeah okay you guys gonna barbecue like they're like no we're just putting, you know we're getting on the grill but I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing man this is barbecue grill like no it's not
1: <laughs> uh we know what you mean croc they kind of
2: barbecue grill
1: they can be uh they can be stuck up about their barbecue if they want to but I follow you I know what you mean when you say barbecue <laughs> 49ers barbecue lover says question we brought Lance here to do things that Jimmy is not physically able to do correct. Earlier everyone complained that Kyle kept Lance in the pocket. Now I'm hearing everyone say Trey ran too much. What am I missing? What plays would make you happy? I don't, See, I don't
2: mind. I think it's the designed runs that people are really tripping on. Yeah. I don't mind the like okay, you bolt on something, and you pick up 15 yards. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Oh, just take care of your body. Get down. Don't yeah. take those, you know, just square on shots. I do think that it maybe, you know, his teammates kind of like that. You saw some of them Say, hey, we liked how he was fighting and things. Okay, you earned the respect. Now just go down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now be smart. Now chill out. Uh, I just yeah. saw uh, a stat that the most rushes Steve Young ever had in his career was 11, and Trey Lance had 16 carries wow. in that in his first game. So you can be athletic and mobile and bootleg and make plays and scramble, but treating him as the main runner and the main ball carrier is just not smart because you're taking I've too push back hits. on that. What's that?
2: So, I've pushed back on that. I'd assume that most of those runs by Steve Young were not designed and probably more scrambles. Yeah. There there is an element of Trey Lance's game where again there's the read option. So, I don't know how many times he pulled on a read option, but if you take away cuz I'm pretty sure there there wasn't a read option no. <laughs> with Steve Young. So, if you take away the read option runs, it probably would be closer to 11 carries. You know what's funny majors.
1: is Steve Young had to learn to go from the option in college to pro style in the NFL, whereas Trey Lance was more pro style in the NFL and is was incorporating more zone read in the NFL right now than he did even in college and running the ball more. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Because that was the thing back in the day, right? It was like Steve Young was a straight up runner in college. It was like yeah. the, it was the it was the option option, you know? Um, so that's yeah, that's that's pretty wild. That's that's crazy to think about. I never thought about it that way but yeah it's mostly it's the hits it's not I mean QB power is fine if it's successful yeah. it's just the hits the quarterback has taken use his athleticism for sure and he's going to run the ball plenty just in the natural flow of a game just by scrambling um, and sometimes in short yardage you're going to want to use it so y- you want to keep him healthy enough to where you can use it in those situations where you're where you really need him to carry the ball like like Trey Lance running with the football should be should be the changeup, not the fastball, right? Right. for For me too. I, I didn't see enough
0: fullback lead. You know, like line up Mitchell in the backfield. You know, put in a high formation. Yeah, under center. Let let yeah, let you shit get out there and break things up. Like where where's that? You got a fullback on this team. I know he's your offensive weapon, but get him out there blocking. I, I didn't see enough of that. I need more of that in my life because that. That's to me is how you set up everything else. That's how you set up the play action. That's that's how it all works. And I get it. They wanted to run a lot of read option. Hopefully that gets toned down a little bit after the bye week.
1: Jay Patel says at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker at Bay Area Wink. It's bye week. I recall something about a Madden battle. Wink, do you even own the new Madden yet?
0: I haven't bought Madden since like 2013. I think it was the last oh,
1: Madden I bought. Man, you better you better buy nah. that. And nah. you better get ready to play because you're supposed to take on Croc. And you were talking some smack. I feel like you got to back it up.
0: Oh yeah, I'll talk all kinds of smack. <laughs> oh, I'll go rent it right now. I'll take care of anybody.
1: Can you you? You say that like you just go
2: to Blockbuster. I know,
0: right? I'm I'm gonna head over to Hollywood Video. I'll be back. The young kids are gonna be like Blockbuster. What's that?
1: Oh man, no, I kind I do miss man. that going and renting a video game and having it for a week.
0: Red Box. You can rent them on there. No, my I have the S the Series S. I can't even do that. I'd have to download it.
1: They do have the services, right, where you can rent video games.
0: Yeah, like the old where school. They like deliver them Netflix to your house, style like Netflix. Yeah. It's
1: weird. I haven't bought a video game in a very long time. <laughs> I Same actually here. have
2: been an avid Madden player. Have not played this season, really. Um, you know, obviously, I get into my league every year. This might be the first year that, like I'm gonna have to drop out because I'm just focused on all these other things. That's that's kind of big news for me because I've like sworn by playing in that league, but my my focus is just on. You know just different different things i don't know i don't want to have grown out of it because i love madden but this year is just not there for me
1: mm-hmm. that's yeah it's about the yeah it's about the time it starts happening how old oh, are you <laughs> I was gonna say. yeah, about eight years ago is about when it faded out for me i'm, I'm old dude it happens yeah it, it stops being the priority for sure when you get so much mm-hmm. other things going on you got multiple kids going on you got a lot happening croc. um Maybe though, hearing you guys talking about not playing Madden, I'm gonna secretly go get it, (laughs) get really good at it, then challenge you guys, and put that on Twitch. Yeah. Did you Did you guys know Lamar Jackson is the fifth leading passer yardage in the NFL and the eighth leading NFL rusher, and he has more combined rushing and passing yards than 18 NFL teams. He's in the That's 1,800 impressive. range, which is the 49ers' complete total output, 1,800 wow. yards rushing and in, in passing. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah.
2: I mean, had a special game last night, threw for over 400 yards. Uh, you know, I mean, just – I think he like had, like, what, five incompletions or something crazy like that, six. He was, like, 37 to 43, just something crazy, especially for a guy who – I, I know people like, you know, they're out there teasing like, well, y'all say he can't throw. And it's like, it looks weird. Like, yes yeah, he's not, he's not just this pure passer, but it's hard to, you know, say that when he has this amazing game right. that he had and maybe he's just, you know, developing more as a passer. But to me, it it just always looks weird and inconsistent. But if, you know, if he could tie his feet to his eyes a little bit better and, and all that, then yeah, he can, he can be whatever, because the threat of him running and the same thing for Trey Lance, but the threat of, Lamar Jackson running, it scares defense so much, they like start to simplify their defense and it leaves all these throwing lanes and he just throws them in right. there. Especially Yeah. I,
0: I know most people don't like to hear about other people's fantasy teams, but in my Dynasty League, I had a 79-point lead going into Monday night and went up against Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Oh, no. Did they least... put up 88 points. Oh. <laughs> wow. I, I was like, I was already counting that's it as crazy. a win. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: That's a big one. Well,
2: I lost mine because kyle murray i have kyle murray i ended up losing by like eight points to uh to jason aponte
1: Oof. and
2: yeah like eight maybe nine points but i mean kyle murray got me nothing
0: yeah
2: one touchdown pass that was pretty much it he didn't have like any real statistics
0: yeah so, niner defense took
1: care of him croc you should have known don't take on Demico ryan don't take on Demico Ryan. man yep Demico ryan's
2: out. I don't. I think because of the whole Kyle Shanahan thing and the quarterback thing, he's getting kind of lost in the shuffle, and people aren't really understanding what they're seeing. But I think he's doing a terrific job as a defensive coordinator.
0: Yep, he is I absolutely.
1: Agree. All right, that's a good place to end it. We're out of time here. Wink. Thanks for joining us as always on this Wednesday episode. My pleasure, guys. Tuesday evening web episode for some folks out there. I don't know what time it is in Denmark, but I hope it's, uh, <laughs> it's a time that. That our buddy Maz is is happening with listening to this podcast. It's spelled M-A-D-S, mods I think it's pronounced Maz or Moss. I think, though. I'm not sure. Moss. let us know how to pronounce your, your name. And I hope you're awake for this pod. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Be back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. See ya.